Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yep. So I'm spending a lot of time the last few days in our backyard, which is a little... Yep. <laughs> ...overgrown. <laughs> we actually had this uh, situation a couple years ago where the backyard got kind of super overgrown when I was working uh, at my day job and, you know, I was spending two hours every day on the road and I was working 10, 11, sometimes 12 hours per day. It got overgrown and I you know, wasn't really tempting to it. And then we got a citation from the city and they said, you know, get this all get taken this care resolved. of. Yeah. So uh, me and some friends um, got to work chopping stuff down and dragging it out and whatnot. And I said, you know what? This next year, I'm, I'm going to stay on top of this. You know, I think that, so the first year, I did kind of stay on top of it a little bit. It wasn't really getting overgrown or anything. And by now, I'm full-time for Hollenspiel, working from home, so I have time to, to do that. Um, but then this year, is the springtime comes around, and there isn't really a whole lot of overgrowth, so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, then, like, the next day... So, you know, one day it's fine, and the next day it it just is poof. It just is overgrown, and it's everywhere. There are vines everywhere. There are weed trees everywhere. It's all kind of overwhelming, and, like, I was trying to stay on top of it. And then it got hot. Well, yeah, and then the thing is it got hot. It got so hot, and I was like, I can't be out here in this heat doing this. And then the days when it wasn't hot, it was raining, so it made it even worse. And so I've been waiting for the fall, and so, well, you know, come... September, more like late September, I'm going to start working on this. And I did start working on it. And then, like, the next day... The next day, he came... You, you had started working on it. Mm-hmm. The city came by with another citation. So I have a week to get it cleaned up. And I'm doing a little bit every day. But I'm not super... Would you describe me as being handy, Mary? Not really. No. And I'm not really someone that you generally trust with sharp implements. Definitely not. You're not trusted with... Anything. So you let me have a chainsaw. You let yourself have a chainsaw. <laughs> I did not. I am glad I got the front done, because otherwise we'd have to clean up the front, too. Yeah. <laughs> Back's really bad, though. Yeah. Well, I, I've gotten the, the trees cut down, and none of them fell on me this time. They weren't as big, either. No, some of them were, were as big. They got real big. They were bigger than last time, no, I think. No, the one that fell on you was a tree. These, one, these are well, one, twigs. No, no, one of the trees that fell on me was a tree. And then the other tree that fell on me was a, was a smaller kind of sapling kind of tree. It was still big enough. had enough branches. I still had trouble getting it out from underneath the tree. This reminds me of the time I was in the backyard cutting the grass. And they gave me a citation for the front. I'm in the back with the lawnmower making all kinds mm -hmm. of noise. And they gave me a citation because they didn't bother to wait till I got around to the front. <laughs> so I called the city and lit into them, and, you know, it was taken care of. So I'm out in the yard doing this. Why it, didn't he even bother? He could hear the lawnmower in the backyard. Yeah, so I'm trying. I'm not really cut out for yard work. I know for a while we had my, my youngest brother uh, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking care of the yard, sort of. <laughs> Oh my god, that was a fiasco. Um, oh. 
So in more recent news, since the last time we did a podcast, we've released... Actually, we've released two games. Because we released Ribbit, the Mark Herman game. And then a couple weeks after that, we released Meltwater by Aaron Lee Escobedo. And that seems to be attracting a lot of attention and uh, a lot of anticipation. And and we've seen uh, quite a few people order that. So it's nice to get that out the door and hopefully people will enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed it and uh, will find it as compelling as, as we have. And we've been posting designer diaries from the from the designer on our blog thing. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be interested in those, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great for a couple of reasons. One is it kind of gets across the, the first two especially. We have a third one uh, coming uh, this coming week. But the first two really across the I guess philosophical underpinnings of the design, you know, where she's coming from as far as thinking through the mechanics thematically and and her approach to the game. It gets people interested in that, it lists them kind of have a frame of reference for it. Uh, and the other thing is I don't have to write it. So like two or three less blog posts I need to write, that that's great because, you know, I have to do like about a hundred of these a year, and three I don't have to do. That's that's fine by me. Of course, you have been doing them, right? To I catch have. up, so you you're ahead. <laughs> you know, I was for a while. Uh, there was yes, a while while there where I was really far ahead, and then lately, just been kind of a seat in my pants. Like, oh, I guess I get something out for Mary before Monday, ten o'clock. Here's the blog post for tomorrow. Oh, gee, thanks. I can well, stay up till one, two o'clock. In okay, the so now when when I do that, when when it's kind of more last minute, I tend to make it shorter, and to require less pictures. So there's less that you need to hunt around for. You know, I, I don't mind writing the things because when I write them, you know, as as you write something, it helps you figure it out yourself. I'm a more intuitive or instinctual designer. Like I understand what I'm doing, but I can't really verbalize it a lot of the time, which. Uh, when I wasn't designing, uh, when I was working with other people in other forms, like like film, like you and me working on, on the films together, I couldn't always explain why I did something or why I wanted to do something in a way, though I, I, I knew the reason subconsciously, I guess. So having to write about it helps me to understand it better and to make those decisions uh, more actively. I just need to get more of them socked away before yeah. <laughs> beforehand. I was doing better in the spring, and then since then, I mean, I just... We went to all those conventions, so that kind of got us off. And then we got... We were sick coming home. Mm-hmm. No, we, we got sick right after we got home. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the kid ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, and um, we, uh, had a, we had to catch see, up with a bunch they, of they projects. They should put and... him on the wing. <laughs> that's, that's really mean, really. Oh... But we're starting to get ahead on those things and get those projects out of that. I mean, we just got done putting together uh, Horse and Musket 3. We finally got that off our plate, which that, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, that one took a while. But we're moving on to get uh, This Guilty Land and Sioux Line uh, ready. And that should be a bit quicker, I think, because... Well, it doesn't have 20 scenarios. doesn't have 20 scenarios. And... We already have the art done for both of those. 
And I think we prefer to do that. We prefer to, to be having the games ready two or three months ahead of their actual release. Yes, I like having the games ready a couple, at least a couple of months, if not three months ahead of time. But at the same time, I don't like being a year out. That, that to me, is too far. <clears throat> I'm sure there are other companies that wish they were a year ahead like that, but I... I don't like it. I, I like to get the game and get it out as quickly as possible. That may be three months, it may be six months, but then, then we have a lot of other stuff we're getting out in between. Mm-hmm. And it's not a year later the game's going to come out because there have been so many games stacked up ahead of it. Yeah. Um, now, there have been a couple games that have had longer gestation periods, so to speak. And uh, one of those is at, at all costs. Yeah, it all caused by Tim Taylor. And the, the big thing we've been waiting on for that, after, after we got the game from Tim, after we started to do the play testing, is we're looking at some specialty components for that. It, we've ordered the components. Uh, they'll arrive in about six weeks or so. We will be doing experiments with those components to make sure that they do what we need them to do. And then after that, we can kind of slot it into our schedule. So people have been waiting for that one. It's still on the docket. And the other game that we've been waiting a while for is a Fred Manzo's game, Escape from Hades. And we've contracted the artist on that. And he started to work on some sketches. And it's going to take a while to do all the art because it's a sci-fi game and there are 30 unit illustrations. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to put together. Um, and a lot of money <laughs> for that stuff. But it's going to be worth it. And it's just it's, So it's just taking some time to get that ready. We should talk about uh, Blue Panther, our printing partner. Uh, as we mentioned in the newsletter, uh, he is on vacation for a couple of weeks. Uh, he made a bunch of games, copies of our games, beforehand, including uh, a lot of copies of Melwater. Um, but once those run out, you know, we won't be seeing those orders fulfilled until he gets back. So there will be a delay in filling orders that are made. Uh, within this two-week period. Uh, we did mention that uh, in the newsletter. We're mentioning it here just to reinforce that. So if you're like, what, where is my game? Why am I not getting it right away? That is why. Um, and so just please be aware of that. And uh, once he gets back, that's when we'll be looking at getting NATO Air Commander out, which people are also very excited about. Uh, and so it's, it's nice to have that, to have one game after another that people are interested in and excited about. Uh, the fall seems to be a good sales period for us, and uh, December especially. So uh, we're happy to be coming into that, especially after the summer and the convention season and the expenses that were involved with that. So, One more thing. Dinosaurs. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. The other day... Uh, I actually started on, on some preliminary work on Dinosaur Table Battles. Yes. I can't guarantee it'll be out next year. It might be the year after. It takes time to do this right. We've been waiting 65 million years. A couple more won't matter. Yes, it will. But it is something, as I have said, that I am seriously working on and doing. Where, where are you... Mary just left the room. Come back in the room. She has her little dinosaur figure that we got from... Uh, 
Yeah, that place that was going out of business. The toy, the doll hospital and toy soldier yes. shop. Yes. We kept hearing commercials for it on um, on the classical radio W-R-C-J. station. WRCJ. WRCJ. Yeah, and uh, we thought, well, that. Let's should, do it. We should Finally. go there someday. After years. And then let's do and it. then we look it up. It's like, oh, they're going out of business. So it was pretty empty. But you did get that dinosaur. I got a dinosaur. And a sheriff badge. Yes, and a treasure chest. It's a tiny chest. It's, it's yes. only like inch and a half wide. But Daisy's very happy. Her name that, is Daisy that's Dinosaur. That's Mary's Dinosaur, yeah. And, She's uh, a, a Papsaurus? Brontosaurus? Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she's very happy. See her little tail wag? They can't see the little tail wag. You. You see her little tail wag. She's very excited. You're doing table battles. Dinosaur version. I, yes, but I mean, she already knew this. I've, well, I've been you're actually this. doing it now. <laughs> I've been actually doing it. Yes. I I think this is a German company that makes... I think so. They have a lot of toys. import toys. Um, yeah. I got dinosaur. Dinosaur. The sheriff badge. The sheriff badge. And the treasure chest. And two penguins. And two penguins. Yeah. Yes. I like the sheriff badge. That reminded me of um, Great British Bake Off show. Star Baker would get the um, sheriff's badge. I don't, fir- rem- I don't remember. Yeah, at first they didn't have it, but then they got a sheriff's badge for Star Baker. Huh. You're my Star Baker, Mary. Oh, thank you. You're much better baking than I am. <sighs> I'm never making a pie again. That pie was terrible. <laughs> You tried, okay? I shouldn't have, but I did. And I did eat some of it. Yeah. I ate some of it, too. Mm. It wasn't as good the second time around, you know, coming back up. But Yeah. I did take the in- interior out, and I uh, fixed that up. But that crust, we were not going to eat that crust. That was, that was pretty bad. It was just like a normal crust, like with, you know. No, but the, it was pretty, it did not taste good. Uh. No. No, it, it tasted like flour and butter. Instead of like a crust, where mm-hmm. a crust has a flavor, mm-hmm. this tasted like somebody put some flour and some butter and forgot salt. You've done better. I think we should blame King Arthur flour because it was their recipe. But I'm not making another pie again. Yeah. That was a lot of work for... Oh, let me just say, that texture was not right. Yeah. For the crust. Yeah. I've never had... When I've made crust, I've never had it come out like that. That... And the color was kind of weird. Okay. <clears throat> this is why you're a star baker. Yep. Uh, well, I think that's enough for today. Bye, everybody. <laughs>